This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to The Waiting Room on Podcast225.com. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I am your host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, along with my co-host, Katie Fetzer. And together, we own the mental health private practice, The the Wellness Studio. Um, Today, Katie and I are going to be talking about the holidays and everything that kind of can come along with that, whether that's relationship with family members, some seasonal depression, uh, grieving at this time. It's, It's always a complex time of year. And so we thought that we would hit on that just a little bit and uh, discuss that with you guys. So maybe it can be helpful for you as you transition into 2016 to 2017. Uh, Just a disclaimer, the waiting room and Katie and I are not meant to provide mental health counseling. This is not intended to be to replace any form of service such as that. If you'd like to know more about mental health counseling, you can uh, call us at the wellness studio, which is 225-448-3359. You can check out our website at www.surprisinglywell.com, or you can look up your insurance provider um, list and they will have mental health professionals listed there as well. So uh, today, like I said, we're going to be talking about the holidays and what that can ensue. And we've all been there, right? Like one minute, we're just soaking up the sun. We're trying to savor the last moments of summer. And then we blink and it's literally pipe, pumpkin spice, everything. And we, we, you know, it, it's, it's bombarding us through our social media sites, our conversations, the stress levels are building. Um, there's different traditions that maybe are we keeping them? Are we changing things? Especially in the Baton Rouge community, community we've had so much change and transition, um, especially with the flooding. People may not be in their homes, and so uh, there's a lot of displacement. And and how to navigate through that, um, especially if you're not going to be with the ones that you love this time of year. So um, we'll we'll get into this further, but I just wanted to give you a brief overview of what our topic would be today. Yes. And just to jump back on what uh, Dr. Roderick is saying, we're also going to talk about mindfulness and how to incorporate mindfulness, talking about what it is um, and exactly how to use it and how to how it can benefit you um, as you go through the holiday season this year. Um, and so we will talk about all of those things when we get back from our short break. So please stay tuned and we will be back shortly. Promote your business or organization on podcast225.com. Podcast225.com is quickly becoming a weekly tradition for Louisiana listeners. Every month, thousands hear the weekly Clay Young Show. Every week, Clay sits with some of the state's most fascinating and entertaining people. Posting your company's logo on the podcast225.com website or having a professionally produced commercial air on The Clay Young Show is a great way to access a loyal and informed audience. Get more information by calling 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. I am your host, Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue, along with Katie Fetzer. And today we're talking about the holidays and just trying to get through this time of year, which are oftentimes can be difficult uh, for some people. And if you if you are those, those individuals that find yourself struggling with the holidays, you are not alone. Research has shown that over... Uh, oh, excuse me, not over, but almost 45% of Americans dread this time, to, time of year, which is usually due to financial stress or seasonal depression and anxiety. So uh, some of the topics that Katie and I are going to be discussing today and ways to cope with the holidays include being very present in the moment, managing your expectations, accepting relatives for who they are, 
which can be difficult at times, some self-care and on, you know, what most importantly, some thankfulness. So um, as I mentioned earlier, a difficult time uh, of year for those that are grieving is the holidays. It's uh, a time that everybody gets together. It's a time for celebrating family and traditions. And if you've lost someone during this time of year, um, it's a it's a reminder. But not even just individuals. I mean, I mm-hmm. think, as I mentioned, as a community, I think we're grieving um, due to the flooding that in, that happened in August. And so uh, people may be grieving their homes. They may be grieving mm-hmm. pets. Uh, there's a lot of, of different, different situations that we can be grieving this year. So if you feel like you've been kind of chugging along since maybe midsummer and, and you were okay, and then the holidays uh, creep up and you find yourself that you're more depressed or stressed, that that's that's somewhat normal for mm-hmm. grief. Absolutely. Yeah. And we're right now we're just kind of giving a, a broad stroke overview of the holidays. So uh, Dr. Rodrig mentioned some of the things that people might be struggling with, but we know that that's not everybody's experience. And, you know, some people can have a, obviously a very positive experience with the holidays. So we want to mention that as well. It's yeah. not all doom and gloom. Right. Um, so to kind of start really broad, there's some great things that come along with the holidays that you can focus on as well. We're going to kind of touch on um, the difficult challenges that come along with the holidays. And Dr. Rogers is going to pick up on that. And then we're going to going to offer you guys some techniques as well. Yeah. So in talking with and talking about really coping with the holidays, I think a, a big part of that is is communication and and how we um, are expressing how we feel. How are we being very cognizant as to how we feel um, and how a big thing I think is setting boundaries. I mean, the the calendar really builds up in the month of December. You have parties, you have office parties, you have more maybe a bigger caseload because of the end of the year for your business um, and their school functions. So it's about prioritizing, setting boundaries with people and and making sure that you're doing some self-care along the way. Yeah, absolutely. And that's kind of a lot to say all at once. We don't expect um, this to apply to everybody or to be able to digest this all at once. And we hope to give you guys kind of like a broad overview of some things that people might be you know, dealing with during this difficult time. One of them, Dr. Rodrigue mentioned grief and sensitivities to grief. Why do you think grief is difficult during this time for people? Well, I think that even it doesn't even matter how much time has passed since you've lost someone. I mm-hmm. think that there's so much sentimental traditions and bringing people together. I think it's yeah. very hard not to notice if someone's not there mm-hmm. um, or you're not going to the same house that you always did. Mm-hmm. I think uh, there's some reminders and there's something that we say in, in, in the study of grief called a STUG, which is an acronym for the sudden traumatic upsurge of grief, which is, and I think if, if you've lost someone, which I know pretty much everybody has, is you'll be kind of, it's a random Tuesday and you're walking down the, the grocery store aisle and the song that's playing in the background just happens to be a song that was very special between you and the person that you lost. And all of a sudden you just are crying in the cereal aisle and you don't know what to do. Um, those kind of happen out of out of nowhere. The holidays, I think, is something that people, they see it on the calendar, they know it's coming, they almost are like bracing for an emotional impact. And so I think there's a big buildup too. And they know they're gonna either talk about their loved one or even worse, you're in a room full of people that don't know how to talk about the mm-hmm. loved one. So I think it just, it brings a lot of, um, 
a kind of anticipated mm-hmm. stress. Yeah, and absolutely. And I, you know, I wouldn't even say everyone has experienced, you know, loss of somebody, but maybe even just a loss of something. Yes, yes. So it could be a loss of home, like you mm-hmm. mentioned with mm-hmm. the flood recently, um, or just the difficult transitions can sometimes mimic the symptoms of grief. So it's not necessarily like you've lost somebody in your life, but this a challenging transition, such as maybe you're having to move for to another state or for kids switch schools that can come along with the feelings of loss. And during the holidays, I think it's incredibly um, difficult because like Mary Catherine mentioned, it's comes along with bringing back maybe memories of, mm-hmm. of old experiences and old traditions. So it can be kind of a difficult thing for some to experience. And our kind of main goal as we speak on this is to really shed light and awareness and also normalize this for people. Because I think one of the things that happens with holidays is, you know, like we mentioned earlier, you feel kind of bombarded by all the advertising. You have, you know, Merry Christmas written everywhere, but not every culture celebrates Christmas. You have um, Happy Holidays written everywhere. So it's, it's it seems to be an imposition of this happy time that's being pushed on people. Yeah. When in reality, not everybody's experiencing the holidays as a happy time. So it's almost like repressing your feelings. So our kind of goal in speaking on this is to really just normalize it for you as a, as a listener, um, that it is okay if you are not in the best of spirits around holiday season and it's okay to be the Grinch every now and then, not always. (laughs) And we'll talk about that. Yeah. Um, but it's okay to not always be in that like chipper cheery mood that you see on commercials and movies during this time of year. Yeah. And I like what you said there. There's something that you said that sparked this in me, but, um, it's about managing your expectations of where you are this time of year. I mean, not yeah. every year is the same. No, it's not the same. That's you so true. go through so many different trials and tribulations and, and great achievements and opportunities that come your way. So it's about really assessing where you are um, in your life and then what to um, maybe expect of yourself and especially what maybe the expectations of other people are on you. You maybe are expected to visit 18 different relatives. You may mm-hmm. be expected to travel out of a state. You may be expected to host. I mean, there's Absolutely. a lot of expectations I think that go on that. that that's a really, people. I'm so glad you brought that up. And that's a really good point because it, it automatically makes me think of dealing with challenging family members that you mentioned earlier or just relatives or support systems. Um, it can be challenging this yeah. time of year. I mean, yeah. to get really specific, let's say you have a family member that expects you to cook a turkey every single year and every year that falls on you right and this one year you just can't do it because you have a lot going on, on your plate you may be going through a difficult transition but yet that expectation of you is there right. what dr rodriguez is mentioning is that you're at, you are in control of your own expectations other people yes may have expectations of you but ultimately you're the one that decides how much you can bear and handle during this time of year and you being able to take control and set that for yourself is such a liberating feeling. I was going to say very empowering, especially empowering, with conversation. Yeah. Um, if, you know, we oftentimes, especially family members, there could be some sense of like entitlement. Like I should know how you're doing in school. I should know how you're doing sure. in your love life. I should know how you're doing at work. And mm-hmm. and that's for you to control how much you'd like to share with people and how much that is healthy and beneficial for you to mm-hmm. share with people. So I think that... Um, definitely managing your expectations is it very empowering yeah absolutely and dealing with you know even just to kind of talk a little bit more about dealing with difficult family relations i have to mention this because it is one of it was it's one of my most favorite um saturday night live (laughs) 
skits that came out. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend going on YouTube and finding it. Um, but it's called, I think it was Adele's yes. Thanksgiving. And Adele um, has a, her song was played over an SNL skit that was kind of showing a Thanksgiving dinner and how that played out for a certain family. And it really highlights how, you know, when a family comes together, how different political views and cultural views and views about race and also views about just different uh, varying topics yeah. come up to this one dinner table at this one time of year <laughs> and it really kind of highlights the feelings and emotions that are brought out mm -hmm. with these discussions and you can kind of see in this video how um how challenging it is for some of the family members at the table and it's one of those videos that you leave watching and you feel um I would I would think you know it's one of those things that are very sobering to watch, but at the same time it's a little bit uplifting. Yeah, um, and I think it's one of those things that is challenging. So when you're going into your holiday season this year, know and expect that those those things are going to happen. You know, yeah. you're going to have different viewpoints brought to the table, um, and that's something that is a challenge and is normal to experience during this time of year. Do you have anything to say about that? Yeah, no, I, I love that skit. <laughs> I definitely recommend looking that up because it is, it is. And you know, sometimes I always say this, we have family members that are in our life by default, right? We have mm -hmm. people in our life by default. We did not pick them, but they are <laughs> our family. And so, you know, there's going to be relatives or, or people that you know that they probably aren't going to change. Mm -hmm. And you're not necessarily changing yourself to be able to sit at a dinner table with them. Yeah. You're just setting a boundary to keep yourself in a good place. Mm -hmm. You know, you control how much this person, people, I love when people are always like, they make me so mad. And I think nobody can make you mad. Right. You allow yourself to be mad based right. on whatever you're exposed to. So right. I, just take that into mind. You're going to have those, those people that you probably will disagree with, but your the ultimate goal is just to come together as a family. It's not to have people understand where you're coming from mm -hmm. and for you to understand except where right. you're coming from. And, and I'm glad that you mentioned that, that you make me feel because Dr. Roger just brought up a really good um, counseling communication technique that we use with people, which is called I statements. And it's taking ownership of your feelings and not feeling, not being entitled and putting your own feelings off on someone else as if they have control over you. So when you say something like, you make me so angry, you are literally telling that person they have control over how you feel. Yeah, yeah. As opposed to the more realistic and accurate statement would be, I feel angry because of X, Y, and Z. Right. And it really, even just changing that simple language with yourself oh, yeah. actually goes a really long way in terms yeah. of how you can feel more empowered. Yeah. And one other thing to piggyback off that, because I find, um, again, this is a counseling technique, but maybe in your communication with family, family members or friends across the table, um, when we ask why questions that sometimes can put people in, def in a defensive place, like, well, why did you say that? Or why are you doing that? Change your language to be how come, mm -hmm. how come you said that, or how come that you do that? That comes from a much more understanding place of, I want to know where that comes from as opposed to you have to defend and explain yourself to me. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So we're going to talk a little bit about mindfulness as well and kind of break down what that is and how it can be used um, as a way to be able to kind of get you through the holidays. So the holidays, as we mentioned, are not all great and they're not all bad. And it's going to be different for every single person. It'll be different for every single family. And mindfulness is kind of a a technique that anyone can use. Um, it's something that is very simply used and it's something that can also really help you be more present in the moment. So just to kind of break it down, an, a, 
a very basic definition of what mindfulness is. It's being present in the moment without having any sort of judgment on yourself or your thoughts. So it's you're not allowed to put like quantifiers and qualifiers on your thinking whenever you're being truly mindful. And it's something that can, can you can actually practice just right here, right now. I can kind of throw out an example sitting here. And you can kind of try this as you're going through the holidays. So an example of not being very mindful might be Um, I'm kind of in a rushed pace trying to get my holiday shopping done and maybe the dialogue that's going through my mind is gosh why did I agree to be the organizer of Secret Santa this year and why did I agree to also host the holidays at my house I have too much going on this is going to suck and I kind of have this negative dialogue that gained traction and it's kind of just going and I don't even maybe have any sort of awareness of it and all the while I at the same time maybe were trying to enjoy a lunch or, you know, eat on the go. Mm -hmm. An example of being mindful and how you would flip that, um, so we'll just kind of do one right here, Yeah, (laughs) um, would be, you know, in the moment I'm telling myself I'm rushing right now because I decided to organize the holidays this year. I'm eating my lunch right now. The sky is blue. It looks like it might rain a little bit. You're really like taking an observation of your Mm -hmm. full surroundings And anytime you notice a thought in your mind that has judgment, so let's say I'm trying to be mindful and I'm like, yep, it's blue sky outside. I'm looking at my to-do list right now. Wow, this chicken salad sandwich sure tastes good. Oh gosh, the holidays are gonna suck. I immediately kind of notice the judgment on that thought and realize I disqualified something. And by catching it, you're kind of able to be more aware of your thinking process so that you Mm -hmm. can then change it Mm -hmm. in a different way and resume back to being mindful. The reason I mentioned or practice being mindful over you know with an an example of a a judgment or a negative thought is because that's what what most commonly sets people off from being mindful Mm -hmm. that's the biggest um detour thing that can derail you from being mindful and it's normal to happen so the goal is that you don't judge yourself for judging right seems a little weird but you're essentially being mindful that you just had a negative thought but you're not judging yourself for having it and then you're kind of jumping back on track to being more mindful Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um would you have anything you would want to add to that? Yeah, I went to a, a conference recently um, where the presenter was talking about mindfulness and they said that a good way to help with the thoughts that come in and how, mm-hmm. to, how to release the negative thought is almost that you're, almost picture that you're kind of sitting on like a stream or a riverbank and there's like leaves or things mm-hmm. floating by and it says the negative thought pops in, you kind of like envision you just put it down on the leaf and it keeps floating by. I love it's, that example. It's, yeah. It's one of those things that it's going to come in and you and you can't necessarily stop it, but you can right. release it and let it go and go back like right. said, go back to kind of your observation of where you are. Right. Absolutely. And just acknowledging it in such a uh, putting it off on such um an an object or something mm-hmm. that has really less meaning such as a stream or a leaf or maybe for some people it might be a cloud in the sky so you're just you're imagining that negative thought as something else other than that's defining you so you're not letting it define you and you're kind of teaching yourself a way to think differently but also to be mindful in that present moment right and very aware and I think what people notice and what the research has shown about mindfulness is that over time if you've if you're consistently mindful and I'll bring this back to the holiday season you become and feel more grateful and people end up Mm -hmm. feeling more gratitude Mm -hmm. than they ever had before. And the research has shown that, um, it's a technique that's, that's rooted in, um, Buddhism. And so a lot of, but a lot of different cultures use it as well. And it's a technique that's has scientific backing actually. So, um, it's definitely something that we hope to be 
helpful. Yeah. And I think, um, you know, in, it's, it's much easier to attain a mindful state when you have, when you yourself are in a good place, which is, um, which is touching on self-care. You have to make sure that you are sleeping well, eating well, resting well, having downtime, you know, keeping yourself at a, at a, where your mind is, is nourished by all these different things. Because when we're stressed, we're depleted of those, those things like sleep and nutrition. It's our, our thoughts can get very clouded just because that's fatigue. So I think, um, a big, big part of the holidays and how to pace yourself through the next few weeks is to make sure that you incorporate some self-care. And for some people that's just sitting down and watching, mm-hmm. Netflix, like something that's actually very mindless. Right. It's it's relaxing your mind to mm-hmm. where that the, the able to practice mindfulness is coming from a place that feels very rested and whole. Mm, absolutely, and for some people, it actually might feel impossible. Yeah, they may not even feel like they can sit down to watch Netflix. Yeah. They might be in so much movement that they don't seem to be able to have that time to wind down. And that's when we say it's really helpful to be able to reach out and talk to somebody. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and even if it, it even if self-care does come naturally to you and you're just wanting some better um, accountability and you're wanting someone to kind of help you right. get back on track and stay on track, I think counseling is a really, really great tool to be able to use to help people as well. Absolutely, absolutely. So um, we're going to take a quick break and we'll come back to wrap up the holidays. Podcasts have become a great way to get radio on demand. If you've wanted your own podcast, the time to call us is now. This year, Podcast 225 will be launching new shows and yours can be one of them. You won't have to build your own website and you'll be able to use professional broadcast equipment that will make your show sound amazing. If you'd like to know more, call 225-214-1550. That's 225-214-1550. Be a part of the on-demand audio movement today. Welcome back Back to The Waiting Room. Welcome back to The Waiting Room. This is Katie Fetzer here with Dr. Mary Catherine Rodrigue. We today have been talking about the holiday season, the challenges that come along with the holiday season, but also the positive things that come along with the holiday season and actually how to focus on those things and to be grateful and have gratitude during this time, even though it can be very challenging for different people. And we also mentioned the fact that everyone experiences holidays differently and that can change from year to year. And so we kind of ended with some techniques and some talk about mindfulness and how mindfulness can be something that is very helpful to be able to practice throughout the holiday season. Um, So if you didn't get a chance to listen to that part, rewind and go back because we have some uh, useful information there that can be helpful. Um, And we hope that you enjoyed today. So our next episode, we are going to be talking about goal setting and New Year's resolutions. So please tune in um, for us around that time. And thanks for joining us. Yes, thank you. Thank you so much for listening. And check us out on iTunes and the podcast225.com website. website. <laughs> and please remember to hit subscribe and yes. give us a, give us a rating on yeah. iTunes. We would love to hear from you. Yes, and th- that's a wrap up for our conversation about the holidays, pun intended. <laughs> thank have, you. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Thanks for listening to The Waiting Room. This has been a Podcast225.com production.